Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And a reminder, the first 30 minutes of this podcast are available on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, Google, and many of the major platforms. The full podcast is available at www.patreon.com forward slash SRB Media. SRB Media. Good evening, Gabby. One of those days, I'm going to say it's not Gabby, it's an Argus salesman. Or, or, or it's Avon calling, or it's a Jehovah's Witness. But it isn't, it is Gabby. And uh, welcome all to Terry Curran's Curran View, our weekly podcast with the idol of Hillsborough, Mr. Terry Curran. I thought I'd drop that on your lap, mate, and keep you on your toes. Yeah, somebody's got to keep me on my toes. <laughs> How you doing? What kind of week have you had? And what magic moments have you sourced for us to this week? Well, I missed the game with Sheffield Wednesday. Yes. I had vertigo so bad all weekend. Um, but I did see some highlights of it. And my magic moment is Windus, Dean Windus' uh, two goals. His second Josh. one was... Sublime, Josh. Josh what am I about? Yeah, he's dead. Like Josh. He's dead, yeah, yeah. Uh, his second goal was just like I like to see players place and pace, pace yeah. and place. You know what I mean? Uh, first one was a great goal by great movement, and then he's a crossbar with a with a free kick. Yeah. But uh, as usual, it's fantastic goals up and down the country from all different teams, uh, which we could pick from, but. I've gone with my uh, beloved Sheffield Wednesday this week. Absolutely. And a, and a fantastic through ball for Josh. I mean, it was a tremendously paced pass. And he still had a little bit to do. To do, yeah. But he just picked his spot. His composure was sublime. And it really was the goal that that really broke the back of, uh, of Newcastle. I mean, they bounced back nicely last night, but uh, it was a game that ordinarily you would fancy Newcastle to win. But I watched the game. I thought Sheffield Wednesday were absolutely magnificent and good value. I didn't see all the game, like yeah. I said, because obviously I, I weren't well, but uh, mm. I did see highlights of it. I expected Newcastle going uh, to try and win the FA Cup, absolutely. try and win one of the cup competitions. Yeah. You know, I mean... Uh, the FA Cup has got more uh, prestige about it, so yes. I would uh, not disappointed because I want us to win Sheffield Wednesday. Mm. But I was surprised that uh, Newcastle didn't take it a little bit more serious. But like everyone's told me, I mean, uh, Jock said to me, "Dad, it was a great game. Sheffield Wednesday played really well." So, you know, proud of them. Uh, you know, great atmosphere again at the, at the club. Uh, I mean, it's a massive, massive club. You know, um, one one of these days we may we may get a chic owner and uh, start challenging the, the Manchester cities of this world because we have a fantastic stadium. What could be made even better? Um, fantastic support, and uh, it's got great tradition. 
I think sometimes the football world forgets how brilliant the Steel City is in terms of football support. You've got two clubs up there. You've got Sheffield Wednesday and Sheffield Wednesday Reserves. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> but you, you know, and I if... play for I play for Sheffield Wednesday first team, and I play for uh, Sheffield Wednesday Reserves. <laughs> and then you move to Everton. But <laughs> <laughs> but if both of those clubs had owners like, for instance, a Manchester City or um or Perhaps not so well, much. It's happened to Manchester City. It's happened yeah. to Manchester City. It's happened to Chelsea. Yeah, you I know, think they're uh, good examples. When, those two clubs. When you look at uh, Newcastle, could they be the next one? You know, yes. so uh, I hope it happens in my lifetime because I'd like to see Sheffield Wednesday win the uh, Premier League and the European Cup. But you know, we just have to wait and see. For again, those that don't understand, I mean, back in your day too, when you played in the Boxing Day Massacre and then you played in the return game uh, Easter Monday, you had over 95,000 people. Absolutely. Sheffield is a massive hotbed of football. And, and when you think that neither team have really punched their weight for a long time, and what was the last success of either side? You know, it's a city well, we... that's starved of it, isn't it? Yeah, uh, I mean, you're looking, you know, finishing fifth, fifth or sixth, or fourth. Did they finish fourth one year? But they didn't. Uh, they it weren't the European. You couldn't go into the Champions League. Yeah. then, I'm not quite sure. But they, you know, they've had little bits. You know, going to Wembley semi-finals or cup. But not what you could say. You know, real, real uh, threatening uh, league titles and winning uh, major cup competitions. Um, it's a massive club. It's a massive, massive club. But when you talk about it being a massive club, I mean, it's not a massive club for winning trophies. No, but it's a you big know, club. It, you yeah. know, it's a massive supporter club. Uh, what would be sold out, you'd be queuing for tickets if it was winning major trophies. And, so, uh, and, and I think you're great to reference Manchester City because Manchester City have had an awful lot of money thrown at them and still don't sell out the Etihad in certain games. If you put the same amount of money into Sheffield Wednesday, I'm absolutely certain that they'd be selling out Hillsborough and you couldn't get enough people into that stadium to watch Wednesday. 100%. But don't forget, in Manchester, regardless of what anyone says, you know, it's the, the biggest club in, in Great Britain. Yeah. And you could say it's, it's arguably one of the biggest among the top three clubs in the world, yes, uh, fan base wise. So, I mean, you'd expect City to sell out because they say there's more City fans. I, I can't see that. No, I don't get that. But you know, um, but United do get uh, following throughout the world, don't they? So, um, yeah, but football fans do say that. I mean, I hear the same argument in Birmingham. <laughs> there's more Birmingham fans that live in Birmingham than Villa. Come on, you're having a laugh, ain't you? They're not. They get lots of support from outside the city because of former successes and how big the, the football club are and can command a wider audience than your usual club side like Birmingham or a Manchester. Yep. You know, the second team within that city. Uh, my magic moments, T, I've identified three. I did put up Sublime. And a number of people on the current view said uh, it hit his shin and it wasn't a great finish. And I said, I'm not talking about Nunes. I'm talking about Trent Alexander's pass 
come cross. I thought the way he got the ball from that right back position worked himself in the middle of the park and then put over a pinpoint accurate uh, cross for Nunes just to drop his foot on it. I think he dropped his foot and he got his ankle in a certain position that he just stopped the pace of that ball and put it exactly where he wanted to do. I didn't see it as his shin, to be fair. He's, um, without a question of doubt, you know, uh, is closely uh, closely to Beckham with the best cross of the yeah. ball, English player, crossing yeah. the ball with the right foot. I mean, you can look about his, def- argue about his defensive uh, but all these good left backs and right backs are essentially protected a lot. Yes. Um, you can't say Mo Salah is going to do a lot of chasing back. No. You know, so he's isolated, but at times he's got to defend better. Yeah. But he's still, for me, one of the best uh, in the country, without question of a doubt, one of the best in the world at crossing the ball. And I did say when I went to watch... Um, Liverpool at Villa Park on Boxing Day. I said to the, the boys, Rain Boyles, unbelievable how that manager does not pick Alexander because he picked out, I think it was Trent for the first goal, with an unbelievable pass. And he, he put a few perlers through uh, that day. And, and, and the lad said to me, yeah, it's because the manager's an idiot. And I said, you're going to get no argument there, my friend. He is an idiot. And I think that when you look at you don't play Trent because you don't think he's a great defensive player, but what he can do when you get the ball. And I think it's the English What's disease. the game about? What is the game about? <clears throat> Absolutely. Scoring goals. Winning, isn't it? But we're, t- goal. we're too bothered to you about what we do off the damn ball than what we do when we've got possession of the ball. I don't right. worry about when we ain't got it. Let's get a, hold of it. A question for you. Yep. Is it about time that our coaches, English coaches, you know, because uh, I'm talking about the English coaches, yep. is it about time they go... Learn their trade abroad, because when you look at um, the foreign coaches what come in and, and the foreign players what come into this country, yeah. even not everyone, but there's loads of English fans will say to me, "Why are they technically better than us? Our their players, right?" So, is, does our coaches now need to go abroad to learn the trade of, of coaching how to coach uh, football in this country? Because we we fall in. Far and far behind. You can say, well, Graham, uh, not Graham Potter, you can say uh, Al is, is doing uh, really well up at Newcastle. Do you think Al will be there when they start to chant it, when they start really going for the elite players? I think there's an argument that when the Saudis... There'll not be no argument, Gabby. You, no? Like everything else you've heard on this thing, I'm telling you, they'll go for an elite manager. Now, I'm not saying he's not a bad manager. Right? I'm telling you, they'll, once they start going for the elite players, they will get, make sure they have elite manager in place. I guarantee you that. I mean, I, I said to you about Potter when he went to Brighton, he was better yeah. than Ooten and he'd do well. Uh, he's earned his right to go and manage a top four club. But his problem was, and it always will be, can he handle the big name players? And that's what always frightens me with people like Potter. Now, when you take Gerard and, and, and Lampard, nobody's got a divine right uh, to get a job. Nobody's got a divine right to be successful. But when they have worked with the elite managers they've worked with, mm. you would expect them, you know, to be challenging and the team's performing better than, than what, they have, what they have done throughout their football careers. You can turn around and say, well, Jeff has done well up at Rangers. There's only two teams in Scotland what's going to challenge for the 
for the uh, title in Scotland. You know, um, and it's like anything else. Uh, one club will have it for five or six years and the other club turns it around and they've got it for five or six years. You know, but once they start to come, it's like England, once they start to take on the better teams, just, we just fall by the wayside. That's what that proves there's something missing. So for me, uh, if, if, uh, but I, if, if I was coaching, I'd, I'd be coaching outside the box and I wouldn't have... I wouldn't have five or six coaches in and around me because at the end of the day, you've got to make that decision. Too many decisions. Like the saying, was it too many cooks spoil the broth? Yes. You know, um, we have it all. We've got it all wrong somewhere along the line. I, think... I know partly of it is, I've seen our coach and, and it, it, it is poor. It is very, very poor. I think the thing is with English football, we've always listened to the wrong people. I think that's the, the first starting point. I think it's been going on for generations and generations. I think when you look at Jimmy Ogan, who went to Europe and taught all of Europe how to play football, the only nation that didn't look at Jimmy as a footballing guru was, was the English uh, and overlooked him. I think we've always had coaches that have gone abroad and done very, very well, but we've never... Uh, respected them and their abilities. I think you look at TV, went over You've to Barcelona. You've covered that with great bullet points because that's what we've never had, bullet points. You know, we copy mm. other people. Absolutely. I think we've got a... You've just, you've just covered that perfectly. I think we've got a we've got a great game. I think it can be improved. The one thing that we've always lacked is that 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 ability on the ball. We've always looked at the physical aspect of the game rather than the skill. See, I'll disagree with you. I think we have got the ability. We no, don't do. have the ability. No, that, but that's what I'm saying to you. We've always overlooked that, and we've always gone for brawn rather we're than brain. Whereas the foreigners have looked at the other way. We're yeah. obsessed with two. Major things in this country. Athleticism. Box to box. Yeah. Midfield players. Yeah, yeah. Athleticism, are you, what you want to... Because they, they always say, look for an athlete. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and roll your sleeves up. Well, rolling your sleeves up is going out to defend. Absolutely. You know, that doesn't mean that... That's, that's meaning to me that you don't know how to attack to try and win a game. It's to make sure you don't... Because the first thing that, first thing the manager, majority of English managers I played for, I guarantee you, Howard Kendall never said this, or Clubby never said this, but you know the rest of them, if you don't if you don't win today, you don't lose. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. It's the mentality. Clubby always did, you're better than these. Yeah. And don't disbelieve yourself. Mm. You know, so, I mean, what legacy have our coaches left? I mean, you, you could look at Brian Clough, he played like Manchester City play. Yep, absolutely. And like Barcelona play. Yep. Uh, but we've never gone down that way. No, we haven't. We, we've gone, we've gone Charles Hughes, Charles Hughes's way. We've, we, our coaching is always the same. It's when they make a substitution, it's like like for like, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. And I go back to we've always listened to the wrong people in football, and we've always based our games upon. The, the physical, yeah, the mm-hmm. physical side and that work rate and that let's not get beaten rather than... Where's it, where's it got us, McGabby? Seriously. It's got, it's got us nowhere. And, well, and this is what I'm saying. I, mean, be, I don't want to knock people, but no. to people. Yeah, same but look at it. We've got to a, a European Championship. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze... Relax and think about 
work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. And failed. And the World Cup. And failed. And, uh, you know, quarterfinal uh, uh, this uh, World Cup. Uh, European Championship, as you say, and a yeah, quarter-final of this World Cup. And they think that's success. Exactly, but this is what I'm saying. They're listening to the wrong people. They always have listened to the wrong people. When we put players up like Cal- was it Calvin Phillips, Cal- it is Calvin Phillips that plays in Man City, isn't he? You know, and yeah, Declan Calvin Rice. Phillips. Yeah, and, and, and Jude Bellingham. And we let's build the team around these enforcers. No, no, no. Let's build our team around skillful players who can get the ball down and play. And we look at the Spanish. We look at the Brazilians. We look at the Argentinians. Look at the one it wonders. Exactly. Look at the one it wonders. What's one what, cap? Yeah. You know, you I, I, listen. Yeah. I'd sooner not win a cap. Yeah. Than if I couldn't play football. Mm-hmm. I mean, these 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 players must play for England. And again, I'm more more like for criticising our coaching than our players. You know, because there's players for every football club up and down the country. Yeah, but I mean, once, you, once you're playing for the elite team, which is the teams, national team, you have to have elite players. Yeah, you do. Yeah. You know. It was a kid who was at Bolton Wonder under Sam Allardyce, the black lad. Centre forward. What was his name? Dad, uh, JJ Kocha. No, who... no, 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 no. He's. Uh... Oh, you're on about um, Ricketts, aren't you? Ricketts. The, the, yeah, the black lad that, you know, that, that I, played I, for England. Do me a yeah, favour. Yeah. I know. Do me a favour. He, he was at Warsaw before. I know. Yeah. But we can go. I'm not bothered about him being at Warsaw. No, 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 neither am I. But what I'm saying is, you know, he, he started there at Warsaw. I mean, Alan Clark started at Warsaw. Warsaw, a great football club. But then he, he moved, he progressed up to Bolton. But he was never an elite. He was never an England international player. We have given away so many caps to players that aren't good enough to cut it at that level Listen, and wonder why we fail. Work this out. I mean... I, I like Peter Couch because it's technically he's not, he's not a bad player no, for the size of it. Again, so but do would I. He, would he have got in a German team? No. Would he have got in a Spanish squad? No, neither would Andy Carroll. Would he have got, you know, in a Brazilian squad? No. No, you none know. of these none of these players. Most of our English international players would not get into another big, national side. Big lad, powerful, you know. Uh, yeah, scored against West Germany. Not of a match in a sense, really, because it's only a, a friendly. But there's no, you, there's no friendlies against them. I get that bit. Yeah, yeah. Right? But as soon as we come, just knocked out of competitions. What's yeah. that tell you? It tells me you know, that we're just we fundamentally not and good I, enough. And I look at it. Yeah. It's not, and I'm not knocking them. I'm knocking the managers for picking them. 
Yeah, again, 100%, but you've got to blame the FA for picking the managers in the first place. I mean, I look at this kid, this Cole Palmer. I think he's a great player. I think he's got great technical ability. I think we've got logs of Phil Foden. We've got the logs of Jack Grealish. We've got, we have got some really fantastic football players that, that can get the ball down and play football, but they're always going to be overlooked for these players that have got more physical presence about them because that's what our game is based upon. It always has been and it always will be, sadly, because, again, I go back, we listen to the wrong what? people. When you look at those players you just talked about, mm-hmm. then you can add Jack Grealish. You of know, course. you can add the, you can add uh, Trent at uh, Liverpool. Yeah, absolutely. There's stacks of them. Yeah. The manager mm-hmm. is paid to get the best out of players, not to get rid of them. I don't like him. Absolutely. They can't, listen. Forget the coaching. They can't even get the best out the elite players we've got. No. Work that out. Well, you look at the the so-called golden generation. I've never bought that. The golden generation was the seventies players. But when you look at you got Scholes, you got Lampard, you got Gerrard, and, and it Lampard, was always if you get Scholes. Scholes would have gone in any team. Oh, without a doubt. But, 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 but because because of what he tells me, and I'm, listen, I like Gerrard and I like Lampard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They would have not gone in that Spanish team with with, with Xavi and Iniesta, but but no. Scholes would have. Yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. So, but what I'm saying is. It was always a case of an England manager saying they can't play in the same team together. If I'm his boss, I'm saying, I am paying you a king's ransom. You will find a way of playing our best players. How do they... How do they incredible. Listen, there's, two, there's two things to that. How do they know they can't play together if they don't play them? Well, exactly, yeah. But then, then on top of that, and to prove a point to that manager, what says that? What does he do? He goes and plays one of them out of position. Exactly. So, yeah. so he fails. Yep. To prove him right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's a joke, man. Our our coaching in this country is a joke, and I've said it now for long enough. Absolutely. Long enough. So when you think, now, if, if I was advising our player, our coaches now, I would turn around and say, get your badges and go and learn your trade abroad. But what did Brian Clough used to say? Get your badges and stick them up your jacksey. Cloughy, if if we listened no, to... The, the, the thing is, the way our society is... Listen, I don't believe in badges. I really don't. No, neither do I. Right? But at the end of the day, uh, with the rules and the rules are... I mean, people used to say to me, get your badges... But change and the rules. do what you want to do. Yeah, but change the rules. I mean, you don't have a badge to say you're a footballer. Why do you need a badge to say that you can teach a footballer? Listen, Gabby. I don't, I don't they're understand. always gonna be, listen. They're always gonna trust someone who what's got a badge. Yeah, but that they, they 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 have this badge situation and charge people to get the badge. So it's not about what you actually do when you're a coach. It's how much money you can okay. give the FA whilst you're getting your badge. That's listen, why they have the badges. I'll tell you. I'll I'll I'll, I'll add this to it. Mm. Look. Footballs and many go around with practically the same managers. Absolutely. For years, for yeah. years it went, mm-hmm. right? So Stoke City would sack a manager and replace him with practically the same philosophy of a manager. Yep. Right? Yep. Where did he get him anywhere? Nowhere. Yeah. Stoke were happy to play uh, in the Premier League under Pulis. Mm-hmm. Right? Did they play many great games? No, but some Stoke fans will say to me, "Well, you, you, you know, you don't, you didn't see him play. You know, we like." I get that. I, mm. I, I, 
but it's you know I'm not a Stoke fan, but I don't want to watch that type of football. But I love I love watching Stoke. Mm. Forget all it, but I love watching Stoke in the in the seventies. Absolutely. You know when they were playing attractive football. Yep, hundred percent, and that is the difference. Back then, they had Tony Waddington. Waddington's philosophy was playing football on the front foot. He used to love his inside forwards. He'd always go and buy a great inside forward. He'd build his side around getting the ball, passing the ball, using the ball. And and, and Stoke under Pulis, a completely different philosophy. Let's defend. Let's get men behind the ball. And, and, and when you have managers with that philosophy and the English game is littered with them, you're going nowhere quickly. We listen like, to I the wrong people. I like Dean Greaves at Bolton. I, thought, I always thought he was a good manager. His former Busby Bay. Yeah, former you know, Busby This kid's not a, an English coach. He's Wagner, what's come back to Stoke, to Norwich. Yeah. He takes Huddersfield. I know. I've never seen a team as... But, and I, listen, I don't mm. want to say this because, I, I, you know, I, I've got soft for all my teams that I play for. Yep. Really, Barbage every night. Uh, you know, I don't dislike him, but I don't, you know, yeah, I don't look for him. But I do look for his field and then all the teams, Evans and all them. I look for all that. Mm. Now Wagner's gone there. If he takes Donnick up, right? Yeah. What do you think he's going to do when he when he, if he takes him up? Not exactly. this year, maybe next year. Exactly the same as what he's done with Huddersfield. He's going to all he's going to do. <laughs> they're never going to go out of his eighteen-yard box. No. You know, I think I think they, they won about three games that year when he when they got Belly game. Yeah. Absolutely. So all they're doing is bringing in a player, a manager that's failed before with negative tactics and will fail again with negative tactics. So then, so then what you get then is fans will turn around and say, well, we, we, how can we compete? Mm. Listen, Easy. if you don't stand Boy. up to bully, yeah. he's going to keep bullying you. Buy players that have right. got ability, have a manager who's got a philosophy of playing Front foot try and football. Beat the team and you're playing against. Absolutely, too. Try and beat him. Well, you look at Brighton. Okay, Potter's left and that. And the new manager's come on and he, he's done very well, you know, following in the footsteps of, of Potter. And you look at Thomas Frank, who followed in the footsteps of Dean Smith. He's carried them on and he's improved them. You know, Brighton and Brentford. Don't go on a pitch and think, oh, we're playing Liverpool and Man United. We ain't going to bother having a shot at goal. We'll put 11 men behind the ball. They're brave, they're bold, and they have a they have a go. Have a go. And they get results. And, and so many football managers and coaches look at it and go, and, and they actually indoctrinate the fans to think that, oh, if we go head-to-head against these, we'll get absolutely spanned. You know, no, they won't. Today's managers, Does you know, are practically millionaires. Yeah, absolutely. Right? So, you know, if they've got the sack, you know, Don't matter, they've, does got it? A, they've got a good living and then they've, they've got a good living and they could get a job, whatever it is, yeah. and, and, and have a nice a nice life. Yeah. But they just sit back and frighten the getting sacked. Yeah. Why, why are you frightened of getting sacked? Frightened of getting the sack. Frightened of being relegated from the Premier League, which ultimately would lead to getting the sack these days. And fear football is what's being played. Most times I turn the telly on and I think, what a load of rubbish this is. I think I watch Coronation Street. Football is going backwards, not forwards. I couldn't watch Coronation Street and any of them, bro. I really couldn't. 
No, right? I'm but joking same about time, what I just got a bit I come and I was watching Arsenal and Oxford the other night, and you know, and like I said to you, you know, I praise Arsenal, I praise Arteta, yeah. but I, you know, Arsenal looked as though they just weren't bothered. I don't mean they weren't. It's not they weren't bothered. They always thought to themselves, "It's an easy game, this." You know, and, and so I, I, after 20 minutes, I didn't want to watch it. I didn't want to watch it. Absolutely. So, it, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I don't know if it's going to... I'm getting too old. I'm getting old man what's complaining. But I try to be positive and I try to look on the bright side of any team. If any... if if, if, if I watched Sheffield United beat us 4-2. We were 2-0 down when Brooks was at Sheffield yes, United. Yes, good game. They were 2-0 up. Mm. Uh, we come back to 2-2. Uh, they finished up winning 4-2. And I went first to praise Sheffield United. I went first to praise Brooks. I thought, yeah. brilliant game. Absolutely. Brilliant game. I enjoyed watching us. Disappointed that we lost. But what a great performance uh, by Brooks that day. Absolutely. And that's what you look at. That's what I want to say. I, you know, I don't want to go to a football match and keep criticising our players because we're rubbish. I mean, we're, I've looked at a lot of fans this year about Sheffield Wednesday. You know, I've said, look, we're in the right position coming up to Christmas. Mm. Right now, I'm looking at it now. Where we'll, 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 I think we'll win. The, no, I don't think we will win the league. Yeah. Now, because we, we, we're playing with a lot more confidence. I said before we went on this run, we need to put a 16, uh, 14, 16 game on run. Now it's 18. That's what we did when we got promoted that year. We didn't win the league, but I, I blame that. I blame that down to Jack because he was more cautious mm. than throwing things forward. I mean, we 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 could have we could have been other teams uh, by sitting back going one nil up because at times that's how Leeds used to be under under Revy. Once you got once you went one nil up, but they would keep the ball where yeah. we would just play the corners and give it away from us on goal. And and you know, uh, if it's out of play, we've got a chance of getting a throw in. Or a, or a corner, and it's in their half. That, that, that's how they looked at it. And that's how our coaching has been for a lot of years. Absolutely, too. Um, the people becoming to management and they're frightened of losing, so that's why they go and play that way. Yep, something has drastically got to change. It's an entertainment business, football. We go to football to be entertained, sadly, in this country. It's about the win and about not getting beat and forget the entertainment. But uh, the other magic moments for me, Theo Archibald's goal for Orient against Doncaster Rovers. What a goal. Oh, that was a great goal. Oh, it was phenomenal. But again... This is what we watch football for. Not defensive performances. Not, you know, defending and being bored out your skull to see something in a game that makes you sit up and go, wow, that was fantastic. Let me take you up on that because you're 100% right. What do do the um, experts on TV, pundits say on TV, they, they talk more about defensive performances yeah. than attacking performances, don't you? know what I mean? Yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you, you listen to a game, mm. right? The team what's won, but they will talk about the team what's got beat and how poor the defensive was or how they're playing for the manager. I look at a game and what player has inspired me, what player have I watched that I'd like to watch again and what entertainment value have I got? I look for those magic moments. And then the other magic moment, too, is Alexis McAllister's flick goal for uh, Brighton over Albion in their 5-1 win at Middlesbrough. I mean, what a goal. 
Just, just yeah, I don't know. I, I, listen, was it? It's, it's dropped to him and he's reacted to it brilliantly. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't you a know. great balling, but I mean, great improvisation. Yeah, Serbian. 